0: Welcome to XM.com. This is the Weekly Outlook. I'm Christina Marujos and joining me today is Mario Sajikiriakos, Senior Investment Analyst, and we'll be having a look at this intense upcoming week for markets with three central bank meetings and a lot of data releases that essentially will show how the major economies performed while the supply disruptions intensified. Starting now with the Bank of Canada, which meets on Wednesday, investors are pricing in aggressive rate hikes given the Canadian economy is firing on all cylinders. What do you think Bank of Canada policymakers will signal and can the loonie continue its recent rally?
1: Hello, Christina. Yes, I think it can. So, let's take a step back. The Canadian economy is absolutely roaring. So, growth has come back online, inflation is hot, businesses are optimistic, the housing market is on fire, and oil prices keep on rising. And the best part is that the labor market has staged a a spectacular recovery. So all of the jobs lost after the crisis have already come back. Now, that means that we could see wage growth fire up soon. So once the supply disruptions fade, that could keep inflation dynamics rolling. Now, what does all of this mean for the Bank of Canada? I think we're definitely going to see another reduction in the quantitative easing program. And I think that the overall program will be terminated completely in December. Now, the real question is, how does the central bank respond to expectations for powerful rate increases? So the markets right now are pricing in three rate increases for next year with the first one expected in April. Now. Considering just how strong the economy is, I think that's a little too conservative. I think we might, in fact, see four rate increases from the Bank of Canada next year. So the economy is already operating near full capacity. And if oil prices stay so elevated, the energy industry is probably going to go on, a, on an investment rampage. And that's exactly when the central bank needs to step in and, and prevent overheating by slowing down the economy a little bit. Now, if the Bank of Canada indeed changes its language and signals that the the normalization cycle is probably going to begin earlier, that could add more fuel to the Canadian dollar's uh, recent rally. Now, the risk around all of this is that the Bank of Canada doesn't really want to get too far ahead of the Fed because that uh, that might see the Canadian dollar appreciate too fast. But considering just how well things are going, I don't think they really have much of a choice.
0: Now staying on the central bank front, the European Central Bank meets this week on Thursday to be exact and the situation in the Eurozone is not as cheerful. Why is that and how could the Euro perform?
1: Unfortunately, the euro area stagflation fears are back. So we have supply disruptions that is threatening to slow down growth and at the same time energy prices have gone through the roof and that threatens to keep inflation hot. So it's a a toxic sort of cocktail and we also have the risk of a slowdown in China. So the the Chinese property market is experiencing a very painful hangover and with China being the eurozone's top trading partner. I. think we are likely to see some collateral damage in Europe as well. So considering all of this, I think the European Central Bank is not going to be comfortable with uh, the market's pricing in the first minor rate increase for next year, so December specifically. Now, yes, inflation expectations have moved higher in Europe, but that's mainly because of the fiasco in energy. The, The growth outlook remains pretty dark. Now, long story short, I think we're likely to see the the ECB push back against market pricing, they could downplay the scenario of raising rates next year, and consequently that could deal a minor blow to the euro.
0: And finally, turning to the United States, GDP figures for quarter 3 are expected on Thursday, and the intriguing part is that there's a sharp disconnect between market estimates and the Fed models on this. Where do you think we'll see the scale tipping towards, and what is the dollar outlook?
1: So the disconnect you're talking about is that the official forecast for GDP is for a a roughly 3% annualized growth rate, but the Atlanta Fed GDP Now model estimates growth at only 0.5%. So that's a huge sort of divergence. Now that I believe spells some downside risks around the upcoming GDP number. We might see a, a minor disappointment that could pressure the dollar but I think that any weakness is is going to remain short-lived. Now, America might be slowing down as well, but it's the most resilient of the major economies right now, thanks to its energy dependence. So the energy crisis is probably going to hit Europe and China much harder than the United States. And at the same time, We have Congress working on another uh, multi-trillion stimulus package that could power up growth moving forward. And that's not really the case in Europe or China. There isn't any impressive government spending in the pipeline. So to wrap everything up, I think that the outlook for the dollar remains pretty encouraging. And I think that any future gains are going to be most visible against the euro and against the yen.
0: Marius, thank you for joining me today.